I just saw today on DiceEnvy.com that they have three new sets of wood dice and they look beautiful. I'm uh, honestly thinking of putting those on my like birthday, Christmas wish list or something. If you want to check those out, go to DiceEnvy.com, use the link in our show notes, and you will have access to their full catalog of dice sets. Use the link in our show notes to shop their entire catalog of dice sets, and a small part of the proceeds will go directly to us to help support this show. So DiceEnvy.com, use the link in our show notes, and check out those wood dice. I think you'll like them. If you're a fan of the show, I know you've heard many Many an episode where you've heard the sounds of a quiet, small, babbling brook. Or maybe you've heard birds whistling sweetly in the trees. Or perhaps the sound of sword clash against armor. Well, all of these sounds can be found at BattleBards.com. Yes, we use many of these sounds to enhance the episodes. And we really appreciate all of you listening. If you would also like to use any of these sounds in your recordings or, or, or any of your hobbies for that matter, check them out, battlebards.com. If you'll sign up for a Prime subscription, you'll have streaming access to sounds. You'll have tools that you can use to put together soundboards for your games and other uses. Use our special code STACK for a 20% discount. Check them out today, battlebards.com. Hey guys, I know I like to hear from you all. It's always fun to hear one of you guys reach out to us, whether it be through a comment or like one of the reviews through the podcast distributing services, whatever it is, or if you contact us through social media. And so to encourage more of these awesome outreaches from you lovable fans, we are reachable at Stackodice through Instagram and Twitter. And you can also hit us up on Gmail at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. And also, if you're interested in learning more about the world that we're attempting to create for you all, you can go to vardalon.fandom.com where you can read up on all the cool little details about places and things and people and whatnot. Thank you so much. The question I want to start off with is, uh, I think it was actually two episodes ago now, Michael was laughing about the names of the weapons, maybe three episodes, two episodes, you were saying the venerable Womberbash. So that got me to thinking, if you were to be given a popular nickname by the people of the world of Vardalon right now, what would your nickname be? He did. (laughs) 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 Peter, Hmm. he did Greyhawk. (laughs) I like it. Worm food. Daisy pusher. Gravestone. I am Peter Greyhawk. <laughs> Peter Pusher. Gravestone. <laughs> Pusher of daisies. Huh. Just think about characteristics, think about accomplishments. Obviously, you've gotten some titles, but this is like a nickname. Rage Queen. Oh, wow. Beastmaster. There you go. I like them both. Yeah, so again, it's just fun to think about aspects of your characters, and so that's really what I'm trying to do with each of these questions, getting you to think about your characters in hopefully new and different ways. And the intent is that you're kind of rounding out your understanding of who your character is, and maybe that'll tie in to our game. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. 
Hey stackers, thanks for joining us as we continue our 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm Rhett, the DM. With me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mum. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. Meredith, can you recap our last episode? Oh man. It was a doozy, y'all. But so... do it without words. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, um... We, uh... After Peter's impulsive attack and uh, basically murder of the man in the square who was, um, I guess, lopping off tails of the shams. We made a brief effort to get away as the crowd was thronging around us and didn't get very far, but we were rescued, in a sense, by the reappearance of Radiance, the paladin of Ardan, that... Peter met way, way back when we very first started this crazy roller coaster. Um, that was back in Flenmore, wasn't it? Oh, man, that was a while ago, y'all. So she restored order to the proceedings and bade us follow her. That was 50 episodes ago. Wow. She had us follow her back to further into the city, back to a temple of Visham that happened to be there. They took Peter inside with the high healer Valerian while Tira and Wamberbash sort of dithered in the courtyard, not sure how to proceed. There was a bit of an argument between Tira and Radiance, after which Radiance left without really answering any of Tira's questions. Uh, Wamberbash eventually got inside for a few minutes by shrinking down and going through a window. Didn't really find much there. Came back out and he and Tira decided to just disguise themselves and and try and find out what was happening to Peter. They got in, the disguises were really kind of ineffective as they didn't mind us being in there. <laughs> After all, um, we met back up with Valerian who showed us where Peter was and it was immediately apparent that something seemed kind of off. He was, Peter was kneeling, kneeling in the garden, um, shaking. And uh, after uttering some very touching words, he fell on his face, apparently dead. And everybody was shocked, including myself. So <laughs> that's where we find ourselves today, folks. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! Me. Let's go! <laughs> I guess. We pull up and away and rise into the sky, moving to the northeast. The air becomes quickly cooler as we go, but it isn't long before we descend toward Vardalon once more. It is not a welcoming sight. Below our feet, the land is obscured by smoke, but here and there is the blood-red glare of fire from underneath. We choke and cough as we plunge through the roiling cloud and our feet settle into a desolate scene of despair. A once idyllic village has been shattered. Buildings burn, timbers collapse somewhere nearby with a rush of sparks. Ash and glowing embers float through the air, but the only sound is the crackle of dying fires. A rank smell fills our nostrils. It will haunt our dreams even when the moment is no more than a shadowy corner of a nightmare. Bodies of livestock and people lie scattered everywhere. Only a few armored bodies that appear to be enemy soldiers are visible. The rest seem to be hapless civilians caught by surprise or woefully unprepared for what came their way. 
In one place, the bodies have been piled, some still wearing modest jewelry. This was not done for loot. It was sheer, indiscriminate malice. In the far distant south, down a well-trodden road that leads toward the border of Vondheide and Moriga, a shrill horn wails a mournful cry, the last lingering evidence of the army that has wrought this destruction. But as we feel ourselves being pulled back, we see movement in this place of the dead. A small band of figures on horseback, all wearing supple leather armor, set with the mark of stylized horses, surveying the scene. The woman at their head calls softly over her shoulder in a musical language, and several of the warriors immediately break off and gallop southward, following the same route as the distant army. The rest dismount and fan out, making their way through the bodies. The woman removes her helmet and kneels at the first one, feeling for signs of life. Her face is hard with resolve, and her violet eyes peer into the smoke as though willing some small miracle. The others do the same, but they shake their heads. And so we leave this once vibrant place and return to the warmer shores of southern Moriga. They knows who it is! Oh, that I were alive! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we left off in the garden. It is Tira and high healer Valerian kneeling next to Peter's still and cooling body and Wamberbash standing in the doorway. I'm jump up and I'm going to, how, how tall is Valerian? He is probably six, between six, three and six, five. So he's, but he's kneeling next to you. Okay. So I jump up and I'm going to grab him by the shoulders and shake him and shout in his face. You have to do something. What is going on? You rock him to the point that he sits back. So now he's sitting on the ground and he still has one hand resting on Peter's body. He's fumbling through a pouch at his side. He's looking for something, anything that can help in this situation. But after a moment, he looks at you and he just, he shrugs. Again, he's wordless. This is your correction? This is what Peter gets? I slap him. He flinches as the blow strikes his face, but he says nothing. He looks understanding, and again, he just looks completely lost. Can that lady soldier do something? I'm talking to Valerian. Sure, yep. I have never seen anything like this. I will see what I can do. And he stands... He bows to you with every shred of dignity that he can muster, Tira. And then he walks by you, Wamberbash. He murmurs a, a quiet apology and disappears into the cool shadow of the temple again. And after a moment, you do hear the clanging of metal-shod feet in the temple, and Radiance comes bursting through the door. She looks left, right, and then ahead and sees you I guess how are you I'm standing? I'm standing almost like arms out, fists clenched and you know legs like in a almost like I'm ready to spring Yeah, kind of by Peter's head 
She holds her hand up and then walks over to Peter and kneels down. And she murmurs something as she runs her fingers over your head, through your hair. And, uh, and then she kind of lifts you up and holds you close. But there's really nothing she can do. So, so many of the people in this world have no magical capability. As a paladin, she is a representative of Arden, but basically she's a fierce warrior for the cause of Arden. She's not a paladin in the player character sense of the word. I was special. <laughs> Tira, you, you have to call the stag. Weren't we all supposed to, you, me, and Peter were supposed to do this together. If Peter's gone, you have to pray and ask for the stag to come here. You have to call him. I don't know how to do that. Just... How did we call him before? I don't remember. Kneel down, close your eyes, and call. Ask for him to come. Get your stone out. Hold your stone. And Radiance is still just sitting there? Yeah. Why don't you describe what you want to do? Okay, so basically what I do is I just... I I sort of move uh, my half, like my mini cloak or whatever, uh, out of the way because it's on my my wrist. And I I put it out and I lay my hand on top of Peter's... uh, Peter's body. And I'm fumbling my pack to get to get to mine. I'm going to dig and find Peter's stone and put the stone in Peter's hand. Okay. Yeah. Great. As you're doing this, Radiance gasps because as you pull the stones out, they begin to glow with your color. So Tira, that deep amber color. Mm-hmm. Wamberbash, your blood red color. And then you said you have a separate stone that you put... Well, I I was finding his to put it in his hand. As you take Peter's stone out, you feel a a quick surge of almost dizziness wash over you. And then you put the stone in in Peter's hand and curl his fingers around it. And that turquoise glow shines through his fingers. Radiance is simply sitting and staring and shaking her head. What is... What are those? Tira, call, call, ask the stag to come here. Right, so I'm clutching my... What are those? I don't have time to answer your questions. So I've got mine in my hand, and I guess... So you have... Is your hand on Peter? Yeah. And near his, and his hand is here, so I'm going to put my fist almost like... So I have him in a triangle, sort of, resting on his chest or whatever. I was closing my eyes, and I'm thinking to myself, please come, please come. We need your help. We need your help. I'm also going to say, hey, Mr. Stag. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm going to say, what? He's, he's the iron stag. Yeah. I, I'm just going to say, please, iron stag, do something. Help us. Please come here, please. <laughs> Obviously, you hear inside of you the song Surge. Uh, there's a, almost a tingling in your fingers where they're making contact with the stones and with each other. And the faintest tickling of sensation inside your heads. It's a very odd feeling, but nothing seems to happen. Tira's got her eyes closed real hard as she's thinking and, and trying to call a stag. And she opens after that tingling, you know, and the music swelling. So then she, I open my eyes expectantly I look around and I see nothing but the three of us still standing there. Yeah, so the three of you and Peter on the ground. No, no, this has to work. This has to work. And I do it again. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, um, please, 
iron stag. However long that I would live on this place, at this place, please can you take half of it and give it to Peter to bring him back? Can I shorten my life to bring Peter back? Now Walmer Bash is dead. <laughs> Walmer Bash's lips turn blue. <laughs> Black flowers spread and out of like, his body. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just grab my eyes out and lock off Verity's head. Verity. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> Chastity. Her name is Velocity. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> just start cutting people down as I run through the courtyard. <laughs> I will go to Valhalla. <laughs> Nothing happens again. Again, yeah. nothing happens. Uh, as you open your eyes, you do see that Radiance has actually opened Peter's hand to expose the stone. Don't touch that! I must know what this is. What's it to you? You can't help us! And she picks it up. The color fades. Oh, no! <gasps> it's going to become hers! Stop! Stop! Put that down! Her face is wrapped with attention. she It's like she has tumbled inside her own head and she's just staring at something. Her eyes are wide, her mouth is slack, and the stone has turned into almost like a silvery, goldish color in her hand. And then she says, I hear him. Arden? And then that's, that's it. I mean, she's just sitting there for the longest time, but after a moment, she shakes her head and then looks at you, Tira, and you, Womberbash, and then down at Peter. What, what are these? Looks like there's a, not a lot you don't know about. Yeah, no kidding. How do you not know what those are? <laughs> that's kind of rude. <laughs> well, dude. Tira's a little bit past manners at this point. These are, these are star stones. And it's not yours. Give it back to him now. Certainly. And she puts it back down into Peter's hand. Does it fix it? <laughs> the color fades from the silvery gold and back to Peter's turquoise. Okay. say, no, she can't have it! I know. I'm going to give Peter's first... True love's kiss. Nope, 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 nope. I raise him from the dead. <laughs> I so, I, Peter sits up and he's like, nope, 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 nope. I'm good, I'm good. I was I'm joking, good. I was joking. I was My joking. lesson has been learned, okay? <laughs> Thank you. He sees Radiance and he's like, <gasps> and then he sees Walmerbash lifting away from him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's like this saliva string connected. <laughs> Uh, that's that's it. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking my own head off and there's nothing you can do to stop me. <laughs> okay. Um. Tira stands up and just screams. Is ah, and I don't know what to do. And then collapses with her hand with her head in her hands. As you were screaming into the sky. You saw a bird hovering overhead, circling, seems like directly above you. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Is that a meal? (laughs) (laughs) And as you watch, the feathers of the wings almost seem to resemble antlers. 
but that fleeting glimpse, you know, maybe it was just your rage, maybe it was who knows what, but then the bird flies northwest. Is it a hawk? Is it a gray hawk? Sure. Cool. <laughs> it was a gray hawk. Was that like his spirit flying away? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I don't I don't know what this means. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't We I don't can't know what go to do. on without Peter. We've already lost Bat in the Bash. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bash I'm is right next. Here. <laughs> You've been written off the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thing, did you ask for a raise or <laughs> <laughs> we've already lost ump we can't lose peter we can't do without him i don't know what we're supposed to do i just i have memories of peter sitting behind me and us making pottery oh stop on it a spinning don't wheel. don't <laughs> <laughs> michael has a hard time with <laughs> serious scenes I don't know what to do. What are we going to do? Radiant says, it looks as though his spirit has left him. The only fitting thing to do is to take him to a place where we can bury him in, a, in peace. We're not burying him. We're leaving him to the buzzards. <laughs> no. Uh... He can't stay here. I know of a place outside this city that would be quiet, undisturbed, peaceful, where he could be in the very nature that he worshipped. That's not good enough. I am so sorry. I don't understand why the stag didn't come. I don't know. And like an ugly expression crosses Tira's face. This can't be the end of our quest. We haven't finished. <laughs> I for real do not know what to do, man. I mean, we, we did determine that you got, that we were going to go to Kazaro with or without me. No, we never no, we determined. Ne- we never that. said with or without you. <sighs> nice try, though. You guys still know where you're supposed to go. Yeah, I know. Says Peter's dead corpse. <laughs> Radiance begins to lift him gently from the ground. Tira almost objects, but at this point, it's like almost all the. She's in so much shock now that the fight is kind of going out of her, and she realizes that there, there really is, like, intellectually, back in her brain, she knows there's nothing to be done, but she just doesn't have enough energy at the, at the moment to continue arguing about it. And stop her. Her glance at you, Tira, seems to wash over you, and it doesn't take the sting of this out. But at least you feel like she has a plan. And so she rises smoothly. Peter's armor glints in the sunlight. His arm dangles down. uh, And then she begins to walk slowly, solemnly, back through the temple. The acolytes inside have arranged themselves on either side. Their heads are bowed. And she leaves the temple through the front entrance and begins to walk 
out of the city. She begins making her way up the streets. After a certain distance, her arms are beginning to shake a little bit. Tira's going to run to catch up and say, I'll take him, because I'm stronger than she is, so. Very well. And there's a, a gentle transfer into your arms, and Peter's weight is now in your arms. All right. I've got him, I'm assuming, like, under the knees and under, and so with my right arm, I bring his shoulders up so that his head is under my chin. Yeah, you can smell his hair. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> this is terrible. But she kind of steals her face and remembers there's this awful flood of memories of... I'm trying to think, did we, were we able to go back and carry out dwarves from the collapse? Or mm-hmm. was it this we couldn't get back there, they're just buried in the rock? There was some recovery. A horrifying memory of recovering some of the bodies from the Delve collapse flashes through Tira's mind, and a tear falls unbidden from each of her eyes, which she then shakes her head to steal herself, and with, with almost a, um, with, with a determined, yet somehow sort of detached gaze, she follows Radiance out the, out the front of the city where she's going. Wamberbash, where are you in all this? I'm following maybe about six paces behind. And uh, my head is down, my my shoulders are shrugged over, and my eyes are filled with tears. And I'm just kind of like sobbing. Radiance does pause for a moment. She looks back and she says, I can give you money for horses. This place that I know of is some distance away. Where are our clockwork horses? They're back at the stables. So the stables are not far. You didn't make it very far when all of this went down. Yeah. I'll go get the horses. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to get, I'm going to get all three so we can put him on his own. Oh, that's right. Four. I'm going to get all four horses. Okay. Let us meet at the Northern Gate. We will do what we can to get through and await you there. So with that, Wamberbash, you rush back, maybe uh, five minutes. Yeah, I'm going to get on Bruce, and I'm going to put uh, basically the reins of the horses around the horn of my saddle, and I'm just going to kind of like lead them that way. Okay. So with the whirring of gears, you make your way back toward the northern gate. Uh, you've been able to keep track of where you are in the city. The streets are winding, but they're not unnavigable, mm-hmm. and so you make your way. Tira, Radiance is leading the way. And you approach the gate. The guards are looking at you suspiciously. With a quiet word, Radiance explains the situation. And the guards step back, allowing you to pass out of the city. You're just making your way through the gate and over the moat. And then from behind you, you hear the the clacking and whirring of the gears as Wamberbash comes riding up, bringing the trail of horses with him. As the horses come to a stop, Uh, Radiance looks visibly shocked, surprised at the appearance of these wondrous devices. She raises an eyebrow, and then at at the look on your face, Tira, she shakes whatever questions are in her mind out, and then helps you to raise Peter onto the back of... Porkmeat, son of the Lord of the Horses. Porkmeat II, son of the Lord of the Horses. Let's say that you arrange him on the saddle in a way that there's no concern about him falling off. You try to make him as comfortable as you can. 
And with that, you make your way north and west following the road. The road winds like a snake through undulating land. And for about two or three miles, it's like that. Wide open grassland to the north and south. Off to your left, far to the south, a couple miles, uh, you do see the blue line of the ocean or the sea. And the breeze comes off of that. It is warm, but it feels good to have that fresh, clean air moving across your faces. You travel in silence. And then after about 15 minutes of riding at a smooth pace, you come to a little glade. There are a couple trees here that form something of an orchard. It's an untended place. Any apples that grow on the trees just kind of fall off. And so there's this kind of fermented smell in the air, but it is very peaceful. There's a little spring that's bubbling up out of the ground here. And it is off the road but it looks like a very serene place. As you come to a stop, Radiant swings off of her horse, off of Hot Mash, and she looks at both of you, Wamberbash and Tira, and says, this is it. I can begin digging. No, I'll do that. I'll dig too. We'll say that you have the means of doing that. You cut into the turf, And it's mercifully easy to do under these trees. And after about 30 minutes of digging, you've got a respectable hole in the ground. The dirt is piled at one end, and you take a moment to catch your breath. I cannot believe this is happening. I was going to say the exact same (laughs) thing. We can't. We can't just throw Peter in a hole and leave him here. There's got to be something that we can, I don't know, wrap him up. I'm looking through my stuff. I don't really have anything. I could take out the mint green shirt. (laughs) No, anything with that. Do not bury me in that. (laughs) He's wearing his cloak of protection. Grants me plus two, plus one armor class against all those worms. This is the saddest thing ever. What are we going to do? I'm going to crawl into the hole and ask that uh, you guys hand him to me so I can gently lay him down into okay. the hole. I'm going to arrange. Well, I guess I'll wait for the arranging when he, he's down in there. But I get, make sure his cloak is straight enough so they can go under him neatly as we lower him down. Okay. And then... I'm going to take under his shoulders and have um, Radiance take under his feet so we can lower him down to Bash. Okay. You do that. You guide him in, Wamba Bash. You're making sure that everything is arranged properly. And he settles into the bottom of the grave. His arms are down by his sides. I don't know how you want to arrange him in well, there. Well, uh, it has a hood on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring the hood up and, and kind of like lay it a little bit on his forehead, mm-hmm. uh, exposing his face. And then I'll put his arms up and just have him cross, sort of cross Get over his, sword. his chest. Give him yeah. his sword oh, yeah. bash. I'll take the sword out and put it into his hand so it's got it like that. Then I'll take the, um, the cloak of protection, sort of wrap him around with it. Nice and neat. I'm taking your shield. Hey. And practicality would also say I'm taking the money that he's got on him as well. 
We loot his grave. <laughs> yep. I can see you um, having taken the obvious things away, mm-hmm. but leaving with him his personal possessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm going to take the green book, actually, and lay it on top of his hands. Actually, no, I'm going to keep this green book. Yeah, we need to, we need to keep that. Yeah, I'll keep his green book. And then I'm going to crawl out of the out of the hole and look down at him. What are you doing with his star stone? I'm going to leave it there with him. I actually have an extra one in my um, pack as well. Is there anything you want to do as I, you're standing there? Yeah, I wouldn't know anything to do ceremony-wise. Uh, I just, I'm looking at him at this point. Tira stares down into the grave fighting back tears, almost angry at herself for crying. Sort of, I'm not sure if I want to say this out loud or not, but just sort of thinking, I never thought I'd have to bury a friend again. I never, I didn't want to have to bury any more friends. What's Radiance doing? She is kneeling in the shade. Behind you, she's letting you have your moment. She is watching everything carefully. And nodding with approval at all the preparations you've made. She looks suitably somber. She wants to be here because she knows this is a fellow paladin. But at the same time, she knows that she has no real investment in Peter. Right. How large is the pile of dirt? I would say it comes up to about your shoulders, Tira. Would I be able to basically get on the other side of it and just kind of swoop, smooth it over in one as I like get behind it and just kind of... It would take more than that, but I mean, you could certainly push the dirt. Having gotten Peter down in the grave, Tira finds she can't bear to look at him anymore. It's just, it's just breaking her heart. And so she's eager to get him covered up quickly. And just the idea of just sitting there and tossing handfuls and shovelfuls yeah. of dirt, you know, whatever... It would just seem, it, that that would seem to her more like it was hurting him than just quickly shoving all the dirt on him. Okay. I'm going to give that a try, I guess. Okay. You position yourself behind the dirt. And Wamberbash, what are you doing while she's preparing to do that? I think I'm starting to cry more at this point. So I'm going to like sort of turn around and put my back toward the grave while she covers the body up with dirt. Okay. Radiance reaches into the grave, and she puts her hand down on Peter's hands. And as she hears the dirt starting to move, she suddenly yanks her hand back. What? And Peter, light begins to filter in around the edges of your vision, and the sound of a breeze and the last lingering echoes of musical chimes and a deep voice fade away as the world begins to crash in around you. Stop, 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 says Radiance. <gasps> I jump down in there and, and like take whatever dirt was on him like off yeah. and try to help him up out of the, out of the yeah. hole. And Tira, you hear Tira all the activity. Yeah, jumps back. What? Peter! <coughs> Peter, you big jerk! <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Mr. Tubash. <clears throat> what? what happened? Peter! Are you are you all right? I'm well. Tira launches herself forward and just grabs him around the neck. Yeah, like, are you out of the grave yet? No. Okay. He was just sitting up. Yeah, so I just launched down. Yeah, yeah, you're down there with him and 
What are you doing? What are you saying? I'm just crying. Okay. Wh- where did you go? I went. That's a good question. I don't know where I went. But I mean, do you know what happened to you? Peter, you were dead. I had a much needed talk. You weren't talking. I know. I can't tell you anymore. I'm sorry. I'm irritated with you, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) What can't you tell us? I'm back. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you miss me? (laughs) Not this time. Kept you waiting. (laughs) Kept you waiting, huh? Mm -hmm. Womberbash stabs him. (laughs) Radiance has, kind of like Valerian did in the garden, she has just rocked back and she's just sitting, looking very stunned. And then a warm smile spreads over her face. Again, that reserve that she normally carries with her just melts away, and she just looks absolutely thrilled about what she is seeing here. He looks over, and uh, he smiles. I'm going to crawl back out of the the hole, and I'm going to reach in and grab his hand and help him up out of the... Great. Out of out of the grave, yeah, and then goodness, I'm gonna, I would need that help because uh, I'm going to reach down armor. and grab uh, Tira's hand as well and try to help her out. Okay, as well. great. You're both out of the grave, and there is a there's a feeling of relief shared amongst the the four of you. After this, I don't know if I want to continue. I I just want to go home. I almost lost Peter. We cannot give up now, Bash. There is a job that needs to be done, and we are going to do it. Or I will make you do it. Peter? Come on. Ah, you bought the horses, I see. I'm, I'm getting on pork meat. I'm ready to go. You still have dirt in your nostrils. <laughs> Funk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I blow it at Bash. You're you're ready to go? Yeah. We can't even... You don't even want to talk about what just happened. I can't. Even even if we had words in our language to describe... I think you should be level eight already. Like, I think she should have come back at level eight. She? He. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Seriously. Like, I mean, he came back from death that's the ultimate experience he's trying to add like all this like let's go and i'm peter greyhawk and all this other (laughs) stuff is that he's like pulling a a keanu reeves and and speed seriously make him make him level eight make him level eight i'm 19 points of experience away bestow on him level eight (laughs) so what are you going to do (sighs) so close thank you though peter you you look more strength than her. <laughs> okay. Um, Tyr just shakes her head and blinks at Peter and scrambles up onto, um, what was my horse's name? Oh, yeah. Scrambles up onto Ballerina and look, looks at Bash like, I'm just going to, I guess, jump on Bruce and then let's, uh, Bruce. are we going to head back to town or what? No. no we we got to go meet the summaries. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I guess we're heading for the rendezvous with the Simmeries. Okay. Is Radiance coming with us? If you will have me for now, I have other things that I must be attending to, but I am just so curious about what I've seen that 
knowing Tira, I know she's probably not impressed at all. I'm not impressed with this I'm going to say it would be our honor. What? Peter's got game now? He came back with game? (laughs) What? That is the gift. (laughs) Yeah, that's the gift. (laughs) He can talk to girls. (laughs) Forget leveling up. (laughs) Forget libraries. Semeris had told you to meet him about 10 miles northwest of the city. Is that where we are? <laughs> you, you've come about two miles okay. outside the city. And she's on hot mash, right? Yes. Yep. So each of you has a horse. You are alone on the road. As it snakes westward and northward through the quietly undulating land, it is now about five in the afternoon. And so you're just kind of taking it at a leisurely pace. Maybe every now and then, Tira and Bash, you're looking back at Peter. Just to make sure I'm not toppling off my horse and dying again. <laughs> Zombie Peter. Yeah. Peter, what are you doing? I am riding. Taking in the scenery as you go, that kind of thing. I have a new appreciation for life. Mm-hmm. My chat with Dumbledore was a bit weird. My. After a steady ride of a quarter hour, the rolling of the land smooths out a bit. The road here is straighter and wider, with large swaths of the tall grass cut back about 300 feet to each side likely to prevent ambushes. After another few minutes, off to the right and atop a small rise, you see something white break the line of the horizon. Yes? There are a couple trees on top of the rise, and it looks like something has been stretched between them, a a white sheet or banner of some kind. I think we need to head over there to to that stand of trees. Peter moves closer. As you get closer, you can hear kind of a humming sound. And then you see little assemblies come bobbing. You can see the boot kind of waving <laughs> atop the grass. <laughs> uh, but up on the rise, the grass has been trodden down. The two trees are about 20 feet apart. And like, like I said, stretched between them is a white sheet about five feet off the ground. And you can see a, a very curious machine that has been set up behind the trees and a is just kind of walking around it and he's humming to himself and he's got a wrench out and he's tightening stuff on the machine and you see bakongo bakong bakong what's his name bakongo yeah bakongo you do not see bakongo or marcus either of them (laughs) marcus sugar mountain that you met in the last episode yeah who was that he was the quiet guy with the with the book the the book with a capital b oh yeah i forgot who's the quiet dude yeah, so he is completely absorbed in his task. <laughs> yeah, Bakongo is currently uh, pursuing his hobby of participating as a green shell in Mario Kart. Oh my! All right, um, so I spur Bellrena on to get to the, the top of this rise and dismount, and I guess I'm trying trying to get his attention. Or I don't, yeah, I don't know. as you pull up. Uh-huh. There's enough noise from the horse, yeah. not only moving through the grass, <laughs> but then the sound of the engines whirring and everything. All four of you coming up all at once. And uh, as he sees you, he, he turns around and he just claps his little hands in front of himself. And then he begins to bounce up and down. He says, you came, my friends. I'm so happy to see you. And you brought another friend. I wouldn't call her a friend. She is very much our friend. I look at Tira. <laughs> I am a Simmeris. And Radiance half bows graciously and says, I am Radiance. 
Wonderful. So glad you are here. You are early, yes? A bit. Sorry. I have plenty of good food to eat. We can pass the night. Uh, if you'll just give me a moment, I need to finish up a few things on this, and then uh, I can start a fire, and we can enjoy each other's company. What's this that you're working on? Ah, and he looks sly for a moment, and he points a little finger in the air. Ooh. <laughs> just one moment. And he begins to do some more tightening. He does some more checking of the cables that are sticking out of it, and he walks around it. And then uh, he gestures over to... Uh, mahogany box that has been set on the ground it's got little brass latches and he goes over to it and flips the latches up lifts the lid on the box and inside you see three cloth wrapped things in the box starstones he takes the first one and he unwraps it and inside there is a kind of clearish grayish piece of crystal that you have all come to know he takes it, and with the cloth in his hand, he carefully sets it into a socket on top of the machine, and then he does that with the other two. So now there are three star stones arranged across the top of this machine. And then with a little dial on the front, he, he holds his ear up to a little tube that sticks out of it, and he's, he's turning it just slightly. And then he shakes his head and says, No, no, not yet, unfortunately. But with good friends and good food, this will be an evening to remember. You will see. It will be worth the wait. So where's this food that you have? <laughs> ah, yes, the food, food. And he goes over to a, a little hamper, little basket that's sitting there, and he opens it and immediately smells of warm baked bread and savory meat come drifting out. And Wamberbash, you're about ready to start chewing on an arm or something. Yes. And so he distributes the food. It is delicious food. Uh, it's apparently an insulated basket of some kind that he has designed, and so it's kept the food nice and warm. And you sit From down two days ago, <laughs> <laughs> and you sit down to what amounts to a feast out here. And the sunset is just gorgeous. There are purples and things off to the west as the sun slips down below the horizon. The stars overhead are pinpricks of silver in the night, and eventually the moon begins to rise. But really, it is just gorgeous here. The weather is perfect. The breeze blowing off has cooled down. And there's that rustle of the grass as the breeze passes over it. I think I'll remember this day. <laughs> That's an understatement. Burp. <laughs> Are you going to eat that? <laughs> yes. Excuse you. Do we have a fire built up anywhere? Yeah, the fire's going. Yeah, fire's definitely going. It's comfortable. It's crackling. Tira's just sort of staring into the firelight and processing. I'm tired. Full, full stomach and feeling better, but also not feeling better and just... Well, guys, that was a nice little adventure we had there, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? <sighs> the night passes uneventfully. Uh, so you get the effects of a long rest. Yes, that's what I was waiting on. All that comes back. Each of you awakens in the morning to the sound of movement. And there's more of that clinking and clanking as Assemeries is doing Assemeries things. <laughs> and it's just constant adjustments to this machine. And now when he turns the dial, you can hear actual sounds coming out of it. Kind of a, a whispery sound, but there's also kind of a high-pitched sound that kind of fades in and out as he's adjusting the dial. What on earth is in there? With each passing minute, 
the sound gets a little, just the faintest bit louder, the faintest bit steadier. The tone that sounds through that whispery stuff sounds maybe a little bit more firm each time. And at last, there's a burst of static and then a tone that holds. And the inventor jumps backward. The boot on his head wobbles unsteadily. He stares with wide eyes at the machine, then steps forward, hands outstretched to grab at either side of the dark wood machine. And then he begins to laugh. It starts incredulously, then swells into a gleeful whoop, and he begins to dance, waving his hands over his head. At one point, he grabs the boot from his head and just flings it off into the grass somewhere, and then grabs the nearest person. Uh, we'll say Me. Tira. Tira. Oh, rats. <laughs> <laughs> and begins, begins to swing you around. He is still laughing when the tone drops off and he stops, running past the white banner stretched between the trees to stand on the eastern part of the rise. He puts his hand over his eyes, shading them, almost, and? <laughs> and stands, quivering almost with anticipation as he scans the sunlit east. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was all that? A summary what is this meant to do? Look there. Where? I am looking like Tira, so hard. You scan the distance and you see what appears to be a black spot in the sky. <gasps> it's low to the horizon, growing steadily, and along the way you can see little glints as it seems to be moving towards you. The Simmeries grabs a long cylinder and holds it up to his eye. His voice rises to an incomprehensible squeal and he's dancing like mad with excitement. That's when you all begin to make sense of what you're seeing. Sunlight gleams off of hundreds of brass fittings, and through intricate webs of rigging, the cresting sun's rays turn billowing sails into sheets of subdued fire. A huge wooden ship, a ship that you saw once before in the remote area of eastern Setharban, is sailing towards you in the sky. Peter passes out. It's an... (laughs) Airship. Summaries. Is that the ship? That, my friends, is the ship. (laughs) (laughs) The plane. (laughs) The plane, the plane. (laughs) That show is coming back, by the way. Let me tell you about that later. Remake or. (sighs) Yep. What's Radiance doing? Radiance. I care what Radiance is doing all the time. (laughs) Yeah, she she is silent in the background, but I mean, she. She is just dumbfounded. Absolutely. As it approaches you, here and there, you can see the bobbing heads of crew members at the rails, some of them waving as they see you below. And Asimaris is now running in circles, whooping and twirling with joy. And then the moment becomes surreal as the shadow of the airship passes over you. It almost feels like a quick wash of cool from up above several hundred feet up, you hear cries of excitement that suddenly turn into cries of surprise and maybe dismay, and the ship keeps on sailing. You can see people running to the stern of the ship, and they're tossing down an anchor, they're trying to find some way to stop it, and Asimaris is down, stops in his mad rushing around, and his face takes on a very quizzical, analytical look, and, and then he buries his his chin into his hand and he's oh no this uh, this is not right they should have been able to stop no 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 they they 
stop! And he begins yelling up and he's running underneath the ship, waving his hands, trying to get the ship to stop. And it's just, it keeps on going. And you can see people waving wildly. You can tell that they're trying to indicate we cannot stop. And the ship continues to sail off into the west. <laughs> what can we do? And a poor Simri's little legs are Aww. turning through the grass. He, he's... <laughs> Uh, he still looks very excited but at the same time you can tell that he is this is not quite working the way he wanted (laughs) and that's where we're going to end this episode (laughs) poor little guy some Marie's running off over the hill stop stop (laughs) Uh, so we will pick up I can't come I don't know how it works. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. Yeah, exactly. This is the Wizard of Oz. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to give you oh, <laughs> experience points here. Yeah, uh, let's go with uh, let's go with four each. Peter should be level eight already with four into level eight. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Yeah! Why don't we do that? We'll have a separate level up episode, of course, as has become our custom. And let's hear the Norse battle. <laughs> I think Tira and Wombarbash should get 90 points for him dying. Let's see. As, comp- as, compensation, <laughs> as a compensation for our shock. No. no. Yeah. Um, let's see. I like, I like Tira's passion. Mm-hmm. I like her. You mean pain? Her feeling. <laughs> Funny. I think she should get some points for some role playing of her. Absolutely. My so. throat is actually scratchy from all the yelling I've done <laughs> the last couple. Yeah, of and you seriously looked like you were going to cry. A couple oh my times. word! I was. I'm like, well, because <laughs> it's my kid. I know Peter's not my kid, but Thane's my kid, and I'm like, Woo. Thane is your kid? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't you take three? Why was I not made aware of this? Because <laughs> I, I really liked it. You want to make it five? Let's make it five. Yeah, let's make it five. Let's make it FIBA. Why don't you take five? Any other nominations? <sighs> Wombabash didn't really do much this episode for once in a lifetime. He was too busy crying. He was yeah. crying and, a lot. I mean, okay, so I why, why don't so, you yeah. take two Okay. for your role playing? And we will have a special episode coming up. Actually, we'll have two special episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. One in which we actually go into Peter's encounter. Yes! yes. And oh. one for his level up. So stay tuned for that, stackers. Uh, we've got some fun things coming. Got some interesting things happening in this world. Uh, we now have a working, somewhat working airship. <laughs> Basically, I wanted to introduce it but it's a little too overpowered for you right now where you are as heroes. And so it's not functional completely. <laughs> I thought so. But I was thinking, man, we could just fast travel anywhere with this yeah. bad boy. <laughs> but it will. We have some interesting things coming up. All right. So we want to thank you stackers for sticking with us through this story. We appreciate your interest. And like Thane said at the beginning, if you want to interact with us, we would love to hear from you on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, I tell you what I want to see guys. I want to see some fan art of dead Peter. I want to see some fan art. No, you know, like, like, like burial scene fan art or 
something. I don't know. I just I, I can I can I can picture stuff. Yeah. There's a there's a lot here that's ripe for fan art. I yeah. want to see fan art of Wee Bash. <laughs> no. From the previous episode. <laughs> no. It'll be like a back shot of you running away. <laughs> little rump. Like little wings. <laughs> I actually might or might not have uh, doodled that during the last episode <laughs> that I may or may not put on Twitter. You will put it on Twitter. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we want to thank you. I'm having a lot of fun with this story. I'll tell you, as a DM, I have never had a game, first of all, that went this long. Mm-hmm. But never had a game that I really enjoyed the story as much and had players who were really as invested as the three of you are. So thank you for making this game what it is. And I've really enjoyed the storytelling aspect of it, of the descriptions. Really for me, the the descriptions are what are the most fun for me. All the cutscenes, all the, the place descriptions that I get to share with you. I try to envision it and then write it down the way I see it in my head. And hopefully that's coming through in the descriptions. But, you know, whatever your thoughts, stackers, we'd love to hear from you. Again, either through our Twitter and Instagram or through email. And we will see you here again next time for the next exciting chapter in our ongoing story here at Stack of Dice. The intent is that you're kind of rounding out your understanding of who your character is, and maybe that'll tie in to our game. It was, first, it was going to be John Voight, but I didn't <laughs> think that would go over too well in the world. Yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Perfect. I feel like I walked into a trap. <laughs>